Welcome to the Dacus Report, hosted by Pacific Justice Institute founder and president Brad Dacus. For 25 years, PJI has counseled, represented, and defended people whose religious freedoms, parental rights, or sanctity of life have been obstructed or violated, all free of charge. We leave no one behind and level the playing field for Americans as they are subjected to the tyranny of the powerful. Now, here's Brad Dacus. Welcome to the Dacus Report. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Brad Dacus, president of the Pacific Justice Institute. Uh, on today's show, we're going to talk uh, about some interesting things that are taking place, uh, including Target, uh, what they have decided to release that have made them the target of many angry and upset parents across America. Uh, we're also going to talk about Washington State, some outrageous legislation that is, uh, would be clear violations of parental rights. Uh, we have a number of other cases we're talking about, and to help me do that today, uh, we have with us here constitutional law attorney Michael Peffer, who heads up the Southern California office for PJI. Welcome, Michael. It's always great to be here, Brad. Yes, always great to have you. And uh, let's start off with uh, an interesting situation. It was a, turned into a major victory uh, for PJI. And my understanding is we've had a, a number of people that we were, we were representing that are basically on medical death row. That is, they need an organ transplant, a heart, a lung, a liver, a kidney. Um, and they make it to the top of the list. And there's a minority of hospitals that are saying to the patients, oh, by the way, if you're not vaxxed with a COVID-19 vax, uh, you don't get the, the organ you need, go ahead and die. Yeah. And we're looking at dozens and dozens like this. Yes. Uh, this was, so we've been handling these cases for, for quite you know, a while now. We're helping these people and uh, we're taking on the big boys. I understand the latest uh, case update was dealing with uh, the University of Michigan, I guess, uh, University of Michigan Health Systems. And it was dealing with someone needing a heart transplant, uh, someone else also needing a, a, a critically needed organ transplant. What, what's happened there? University of Michigan. Those are, that's a big, you know, big Goliath to take on. What's happened? Really is. And I'm really, really blessed by uh, our attorney, David Peters, there in Michigan, really got a heart for this. He really struck out and, and really hit this. And uh, they were litigating it. They, we filed a lawsuit. And I just, I, I was trying to think, I can't imagine what that must have been like for these patients. Here they are. They're 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 getting to the top of the list. Uh, you know, the next one that comes down the road, they're, they're going to get it. And all of a sudden, the state says, "No, nah, well, this University of, of Michigan, no, too bad. You you don't get a heart because you didn't get vaccinated." So it, it's it's really discouraging. And we took them on. We said, "No, that's that's not right." And uh, fortunately, as they were litigating it and um, the, the a court ruled against them, and there was going to be an appeal. But instead of appealing it, what they said, the, they said, well, we changed our mind. So the court ruled against University of Michigan. Yes. Saying you can't require these people on effectively medical death row yeah. in, critically need, in critical need of organ transplants. You can't require them to, to get a vax that's not necessary. There's no there's medical, medical support for requiring them to have a vax just because you're, you have an HR or whoever who's a part of what I call the vax cult 
which is really what it is, the cult. It's like they turn off their brains and say, no, we're all about the vax, all yeah. about the vax. Yeah. Uh, at the expense of people whose lives are hanging in the balance that could be could die any any week, month, or you know, a few days from now. That's right. Uh, so they lost, they lost at the lower court, and they were going to appeal, but they didn't. Why do you think they didn't appeal? Why do you think they caved and allowed these two uh, individuals, these two individuals, um, to live? Basically. Yeah, I, you know what? It's 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 interesting because I th- I think that there's a lot of corners of this ridiculous vaccine cult that you mentioned that are starting to see, you know what, this isn't such a good idea. Uh, this is, how is this going to look? And, and I think that plays into this. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, it was ridiculous at the outset. What, what does that have to do with the organ donation, whether or not you have a, you, you have a vaccine or not? Maybe they thought, well, maybe they live longer. As it turns out, that's not the case. No, it's not. So they didn't have any medical <laughs> scientific justification. Exactly. For this outrageous policy that was going to result in people dying. I mean, I, w- I want the audience to understand this, what we're talking about here. So the University of Michigan, uh, their health system, was willing to have people die, be denied critically needed organ transplants. They knew that. They knew where these patients were. They knew they were going to die. Yeah. And they decided, and they were going to fight to make sure they don't get their organs because they wanted them to be vaxxed for COVID-19, with the COVID-19 vaccine, even though science and medicine is in your face, obvious that it's not needed and it actually is counterproductive. So, I mean, it says something about the yeah. character. It says something about the ethics, um, even something about the spiritual dark nature, as far as I'm concerned, of the University of Michigan and their, their system. The fact that it, we had to sue to save their lives. Yeah. And I hope, and, and I, I've seen no reports of anyone being fired. Uh, I don't know if it's the HR person or who is responsible for this <coughs> draconian, uh, you know, zombie-type thinking, that occultic kind of a thinking that had totally threw science, medicine, and logic out the window. I, I'd like to see some people, at least one person terminated, who was responsible for risking the lives of these people for their, their cultic political, ideological extremism yeah. that's, that's governing. I would not go to this hospital. Yeah, I, would go, I, would, I would fly across the country. If I lived in Michigan, I'd go somewhere else because this is extremely alarming. In fact, they, uh, I understand they actually wrote something about the, the reversal and their uh, position. Yeah. Um, it, it seems kind of disingenuous what they wrote, too. They, they, they say, the university hereby gives notice uh, to the court, this was going to a court, that in light of, quote, developing epi- epidemiological and other actuarial circumstances. Well, maybe they <laughs> should have done the epidemiological studies and the actuarial studies. I think actuarial must mean that they thought it was going to cost them a lot of money. Uh, but uh, it, it really is kind of silly uh, that they went down this road to begin with. Because the evidence was there already. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So so here's the good news, folks, is, number one, the overwhelming majority of the hospitals out there, over 90 percent, don't require these stupid vaccines. That's right. Which are two studies show are counterproductive. It actually caused the body to reject the organ. So overwhelming majority of them are level headed. 
the minority that are not, about 7% of them out there, which are the big boys, Mayo Clinic, Cleveland Clinic. I mean, they're the ones we're talking about, which is really disturbing. And they're the ones who also just so happen to have major contracts with the big pharma. Yeah. And it's not a coincidence. Particularly Pfizer. Yeah, Pfizer. So they are, it's not not just a, a happenstance. It's obvious these big hospitals, in my opinion, yeah. I believe, are putting the lives and safety of their patients on the line uh, for the sake of financial interests and contracts and relations with big pharma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's such a shame because these, these are the big boys, big hospitals, great reputations for some of the cutting-edge tre- cutting treatments. Yeah. And yet, at the end of the day, it's not about the patient. It's about the money. And uh, I think people need to be very careful if they're going to seek medical services from any of these big boys. Uh, they need to find out up front, are you going to say in order for me to get chemotherapy or yes. c- treatment for cancer or treatment <clears throat> for other diseases that I've got to be vaxxed? I want to know right up front. Yeah. Are you going to pull this on me? If so, I'll go somewhere else. Yeah. And, and, and one has to wonder, what if PGI hadn't stood up in this situation? Um, what if these people just said, well, I guess that's my lot in life? And, and, and They, they were. Know. They were going to die because they're, yeah. they had sincere convictions, yep. and they were actually right convictions. Yes. Uh, Medically correct, uh, let alone spiritually correct. Yeah. It's so, really important. It, 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 this, I can think of nothing sort of closer to the heart of God than the, the, these people's lives were in the balance, literally in the balance. And, and for them to not do this vaccine... That, that's sincere. You, you, if you ever need a definition for sincerely held religious belief, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to, to be taken off this list. Yeah, burn me at the stake. Yeah. I'm not denying my convictions. That's Basically, right. that's what they were saying. Yeah, absolutely. Well, among the big companies that has really gone the wrong direction is Target. That's right. And apparently, they have a new line of LGBTQ clothing for kids and babies. Yeah. And it's in your face, uh, social media, it's in your face at the stores, right there. That's right. Little children, little baby clothes with rainbow. And it's not just happened to be, it's like in your face promoing LGBTQ and the lifestyles inherently in that. Yes. Which is completely against a Judeo-Christian worldview um, it, it's it's really sad. I mean, it's you know, we look at the, the the Bible days of parents sacrificing their babies to the Aztec gods in Mexico or the yeah. uh, you know the the other uh, you know gods in the Middle East and other places. Yeah, that's right. But this is, I mean, to think that parents would would buy this stuff for their little kids, promoing this is it's just it's very sad. Yeah, the thing that's kind of incredible about this is that Target feels very safe. They can change their as you walk into their stores. I've seen pictures of of uh, the, these big, huge signs announcing trans is good, and 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 very. They've got some kind of pride line, and uh, included a, a, a pride a baby. Uh, proud body suit. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't get this. And baby clothing. Yeah. Baby clothing that, that, that has this pride the logo. Pr- pride baby, bien proud bodysuit. Yes. Uh, 
you know, I guess they're reaching out to the Latino community as well. I guess they say bien. I don't know. It's Yeah. That's, Pro- and also pride baby, always proud bibs. A bib. I, I, I just... They're proud, proud of what? Yeah. Oh, proud of, proud of sex acts. Yes. And sexual relationship, which the word of God says is wrong. That's right. Is immoral. Yeah. Is taking that which is natural and using it in an unnatural way, violating the laws of nature and nature's God. We're not talking about tolerance. Yeah. We're talking about pride. That's right. They moved it from tolerance to acceptance to pride, actually yeah. being bold and proud of it. That's right. And in your face and, dis- and mocking anyone who is not proud of it or supportive yeah. of it. Yeah, That's, it's it basically, crazy. it's like Target sending a message to people of faith saying, um, we don't respect you. That's right. Christians and people of faith and Jewish people and Muslim people, we know we've got your business. That's right. We don't respect you. Yeah, that's right. Um, I don't see anything about a faith pride. Yeah, no, I, um, exactly. A biblical pride. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. It's, it's interesting. Uh, this uh, writer for PJ Media said, um, how did we get to the point in America where a major retail chain proudly, or sh- I should say with pride, quote unquote, displays baby clothes touting sexual perversion. Uh, parents should a, a flood Target with complaints about its ridiculous clothesline, says this uh, uh, article from uh, PJ Media. And it, it, it really is incredible. It, it really is incredible what has happened, that they've, they're, they're all in. As you say, basically all in, you do things our way, the woke way, the, and not to mention the fact that this is also, it's scientifically ridiculous when you think of it as well. Not to mention, it goes against God's law. And God's law is actually meaningful because it, it makes all the sense. He created us. But also scientifically, what does a baby have to do with pride? What, did, what the, the pride movement? This is ridiculous. And it's, oh, I, we're just, I think we're going to rue the day that we went down this uh, dark hole uh, as a society. You know, many people, you know, had a big backlash against Bud Light's tacit approval and promotion of transgenderism. Yes. Which is, is so cruel. So cruel when you understand, yeah. really do your homework, understand what it is and, what, and the impact, medical, psychological, in terms of mortality rates of the transgenders. Uh, but here, this is even worse because Target is, is actually aiming it at little children and babies. Yeah. yeah. It's so evil. So I, I want to encourage people out there. I know it may be inconvenient to do so, but please... Shop somewhere else. Find somewhere else to buy your, your products at. Maybe it's Walmart. Walmart's not lily white either. I understand that. I get that. But Walmart isn't doing this garbage. I mean, this is just way out. Uh, so I say go to Walmart, Costco. I know Costco's not lily white with some of the, the stuff they support. Sure, yeah. But anyone but Target. Yeah, I'll tell you. It's... Anyone but Target. Target is just... So evil, and unless they see it from the customers, uh, unless we make a point not to do business there, and maybe a little inconvenient, may have to drive another mile or two out of the way or whatever. Yeah. But uh, and then if they go to Target, they should talk to the manager and say, "I just want you to know, um, basically what this communicates." Because people don't know what to say. I say basically what this communicates is that people of faith like me aren't wanted here. Yeah. Because it's not just about accept you know accommodation exactly. or equal treatment. It's your store taking pride in that, in right. what they do, 
And as you know darn well that people of faith believe it's wrong. Right. So what you're basically saying is, I'm a second-class citizen here. Yeah. And that's how I feel. And so myself, and I just want you to know, I'm gonna, and other people I'm communicating to, and I've heard it talked about on the radio and, and programming, um, you know, I just want you to know that's, that's the message you're sending me. And you may hate people like me. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I say true. this. I say, you know, Target Manager, you may actually personally hate people like me, people of faith. Yeah. But whether you do or not, that's what you're communicating. And, it's, and I find it highly uh, offensive to the diversity and being sensitive to the diversity and true tolerance of everyone. Diversity, if you can put in the word diversity and tolerance, I think it's putting it back in their face. I agree. And, and look, the, the bottom line is, is as long as they can get away with this, they'll keep doing they'll it. They'll keep doing it. If, if this turns out to be a profitable, a profitable move or whatever, this is something that will continue. And other retailers will retool their, um, their, their uh, toy section and clothing section to look woke and to uh, be for trans and for uh, you know, erasing the differences between boys and girls. Yeah. It's, uh, and it's, it's just unacceptable. It is very, very unacceptable. At PJI, we exist to serve everyone in need of counsel, representation, and defense of their religious liberties, parental rights, and the sanctity of life. We don't take cases based on how high-profile they are. We are workhorses, not show horses. Keep current on PJI's work on all the legal challenges we face on a daily basis by signing up for our Legal Insider email newsletter at pji.org. Now, back to the Dacus Report. Welcome back. Michael, uh, we were just talking before the, the break about this matter dealing with uh, two Colorado families who are suing their children's school district yeah. uh, over allegations of a sc that school teachers and officials encouraged their sixth-grade children, a very fragile time, yep. early or pre-puberty, to join an LGBTQ club and keep its activities secret from the parents. Yeah. Yeah, you know, public schools. Exactly. These are the we pay for these schools. So we have families that go to these schools and again, we talked about how in your face it is with Target and other retailers, but the schools are doing this surreptitiously. They're hiding what they're doing. They're hiding the fact that they are on an all-out recruitment mm -hmm. of children into this perverted lifestyle. And now we've got, it's not that, as you said earlier, it's not that they're just saying, well, we just want to be considered equal. We, we, we just don't want to be discriminated against. Now it's like, no, no, we want, you, we want to recruit your children into this. And, and that is so morally reprehensible because parents, that's their job. They're invading what the parents do, and that's why they keep this secret. Yeah, it's, uh, it's sick. And unfortunately, it's, it's widespread, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, this, we have other matters that we're dealing with, I know, in, in other states like California. That's right. Where this is going on. And it, it seems like it's just not isolated. It seems like that this is an agenda that the teachers' unions, I could see them possibly, people, members of the teachers' unions who are probably behind this, uh, hide, hiding information from parents, teachers being told to, uh, to hide or to lie to parents yeah. about a child who may have... Uh, issues, struggles with gender confusion or same-sex sexual activities or experimentation. Uh, this is this is not isolated. I think 
that's what pe people need to realize. Uh, this is in public schools happening, this kind of material, these kinds of things in many school districts all across the country. It really is. And, and, and here, so not only did they sneak their kid around and into this club and encourage them to go into this club, but they also invited into this club somebody uh, who's a quote-unquote substitute teacher who's the executive director of a, a total um, uh, an organization. I'm not going to give their name even, but they're the organization that, that believes strongly in recruiting children into this lifestyle. Yeah, and, they call themselves the such-and-such, such-and-such yeah. art club. Yes, exactly. Really. Yeah. So they, they try to make themselves seem like it's like an art club. Yes. So parents think the child is in some kind of art club. That's right. And instead, they're trying to groom them into allegedly into changing their sex or their uh, or living out their sexuality, sexual temptations, um, same-sex sexual act activities or t temptations. Uh, apparently, those who led the meetings told the children about puberty blockers, transgenderism, hormones, sex, and pronouns, and encouraged them to keep the discussions secret. Um, this is according to the complaint that was That's filed. Right. Yeah, and, and, the, and the thing is, you have this situation where um, they're telling them, oh, you really can't be secure in your gender. The, the teacher reportedly told the children that if they're not completely comfortable in their bodies, that means they're transgender. Since when does that mean transgender? Kids in the sixth grade, they're all uncomfortable with their bodies. Lots of things are happening in their bodies that make them uncomfortable. And they're going to tell them that's an indicia of transgenderism? How about an indicia of puberty? That's right. what happens in puberty. And yeah, in puberty, it's, it's a very sensitive time. Children are very insecure. That's right. Very doubtful. Yes. Uh, there's, you know, it's, it's like, you know, boys want to be, be men and... They're thinking, gosh, how am I, you know, am I ever going to become a man? And, you know, and, and just um, a lot of insecurities at that age. That's right. You know, and, uh, and it, it's, just, it's just so tragic that they are basically taking the most vulnerable time in children's lives yeah. and using them and twisting them and distorting them. Do you know this is what Caesars did in Rome? You know, they, they were very perverted yeah. as a general rule. Yeah, they were. And they would take... Children, about sixth grade, 11, 12 years old, just right before puberty or early puberty, and they would train them with different acts and activities to indoctrinate them into one mode of thinking in terms of sexuality. Yes. And then they would use them, use right. the boys. That's, that's effectively what I see taking place in these public schools uh, in terms of trying to solidify a, a twisted view of, of confusion in terms of gender identity and sexuality, and they're yeah. so vulnerable at this age. And, and, you know, Brad, we have for a long time, PGI, we, we have on our website, you can tell your, you can uh, fill out uh, the forms that get, opts your kids out of sex education. But I think the time has come now that parents are going to have to be vigilant all the time. They're going to have to talk to their children and say, what clubs are you involved in? What's happening? What are they doing? Tell me about your activities. They're going to have to be very involved because otherwise 
you have these people that are telling these kids not to discuss with their parents. They're telling the kids to lie to their parents. What could be more dangerous than that? I, yeah. I, I just can't think of anything more dangerous than that. Yeah, and I just want to encourage p- parents out there. If you know of someone, maybe your own children, you find out that, that this was happening, that the school was lying to you and they were grooming your child, contact us. That's right. We're ready to sue. Uh, and we will put your interests first. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to you about all, the, all that's involved in litigation. We'll pick up all the costs, the expenses. Uh, we're ready to take on these school districts all across the country, yeah. these teachers all across the country. That's right. And we want to sue them, and we want to sue them hard and loud. Uh, so if you have this happening, contact us. We'll sit down and go through all your options, legal options. But we're there uh, to go to bat for parents and to make these school districts pay and pay big time. You mentioned the opt-out forms, Michael. Uh, you know they're, they're helpful. They're customized for each of the 50 states. That's right. They're free on our website. Yes. At least now, you know, they're free now. Parents can download them for free. These are serious, you know, New Jersey, these are serious times we live in with outrageous materials that uh, parents uh, are just been overly trusting in public schools. We can't do that any longer. We would love the opportunity to continue to serve you. Just visit pji.org and click the Legal Insider button to sign up for our email newsletter. At PJI, we help individual employees, employers, business owners, pastors, students, citizens of every stripe through our practical resources, counsel, representation, and defense, all free of charge at pji.org. PJI is an island of stability and assurance in our ever-churning sea of legal and societal chaos. We are here for you. So folks, just remember, it's our God-given freedoms we're talking about. Now, let's choose to keep them. I'm Brad Dacus, president of the Pacific Justice Institute. Let's continue the fight for your freedoms.